0: Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. Tonight we have—and excuse my voice—I think I'm coming down with something again, so I apologize. But tonight we have the amazing alternative metal and hard rock band, Catharsis. They are going to be joining us in a moment. We have the guitarist, Taylor Roberts, calling in tonight. So it's really a pleasure to bring these guys on. Unfortunately, they were supposed to come on a couple of weeks ago, and we had rescheduled because I live on the East Coast, and we are just getting nailed here with the snow. And as people know, we got nailed again today. But luckily, we have a good connection tonight. So they are one of many amazingly talented bands that I have had the pleasure and honor of interviewing. Some of the bands I've interviewed have included Blacklight District, Smile Empty Soul, Soil, Eye Empire, otherwise Eve to Adam, Candlelight Red, Art of Dying, and many others. So please, everyone, check out the podcast for these amazing bands and support them. So before I bring them on the show, just want to give people a little bit of background on myself and the show. I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology And one of the other things I also enjoy is the entertainment industry. I have an album out as a solo artist. I also do some writing for some entertainment magazines. And one of the things I really wanted to do, just because I know personally managing everything on my own, can be very challenging and difficult, especially when you're trying to get yourself out there. So I really wanted to create a forum where I could bring people on to support them. So... Two of the things I wanted to combine with my interviewing skills, with my psychology background, coupled with my passion for the entertainment industry and supporting others, and that is how the show got launched. So I'm show sure you, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in the profession. A couple of things I ask people to keep in mind is that although I mentioned I'm a clinical psychologist, my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. We're not doing any formal type of therapy or treatment, and I have a great sense of humor so we can joke around about stuff um also just to keep in mind if you want to share any stories that might be a little humiliating or embarrassing please feel free to do so i want my guests to feel just like down to earth they can do whatever they want on the show but just to keep any identifying information out because we don't want to personally humiliate anyone so if you're tuning in create a Block talk radio account by going to blocktalkradio.com. you can also join us in the chat room i do have all the information posted there but because I'm a one-person show, I'm going to be really focused and honed in on the interview Taylor, who's the guitarist, as I mentioned, that is calling in. I want to thank Ryan Felben from Fresno Media LLC, as well as Eric Baker from Major Label Promotions for coordinating this interview. I've done a lot of work with them in terms of setting up interviews, and they're great people to work with. So let's do an introduction for the catharsis. I really want to call him catharsis, because I'll talk with uh, Taylor about it. It's a very uh, psychologically driven term but um, catharsis is their name and these guys are just an amazing metal and alternative rock band they definitely have a unique sound I mean I hear some influences from other bands but I really think these guys have created something that is all their own and you're going to hear some of their hit singles tonight on the show the band has shared the stage with many national acts including seven, Avenged Seven, Fuller Bus, the Fall Fuller for My Valentine and Trust Company to name a few they've been featured on festivals such as the 2011 Rockstar Upward Tour and the 2012 Carnival of Madness Tour. Right now, they are on the American Head, Head Charge Tour. That's a bunch of words there. With uh, Righteous Vendetta, which is another amazing band. I've had the opportunity to interview those guys, too. So you got to check them out. And tonight, we're going to promote their new album that's out right now called As Hope Expires. They recorded that with Matt Replant from nonpoint and skindred so for more information visit catharsis and that is spelled c-a-t-h-e-r-c-i-s-t dot com so let's bring taylor on and hasn't called in yet so why don't we do this while i am on the air right now please um, become a fan of the kerry Edelman. show i'm going to send him a quick message here and just uh, remind him to call in If you want to become a fan, you can just go to the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. It keeps up to date with all of my upcoming guests. Um, Hold on one second. You can follow me on Facebook, the Carrie Edelman Show. Also on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. And I also really enjoy keeping in touch with people personally. So you can also find me on Facebook on my personal page. All right. So here's Taylor. He just called in. Bring him on. Oh. Hey Taylor, how are you?
1: Uh, not too bad. Just got to the venue in Oklahoma City at the Chameleon Room. Literally just pulled up.
0: Nice, so. nice, very cool. What time do you guys go on tonight?
1: Uh, uh, probably about eight thirty-ish.
0: Okay, so all right,
1: kind of, so kind of early, early slot. It's it's not too bad. We like playing early. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, that's not bad at all, well, but I wanted to, I'm i glad you told me that time just so we can keep things moving because I know you guys probably have to uh, – what time do you have to be off the air by? Because I usually do an hour interview, but I will coordinate it with what works for you. Oh,
1: wow. I, don't, I don't know if I'll be able to do uh, – sorry, so I don't know if I'll be able to do an hour interview. Uh, we may have to start loading in and, and okay. doing uh, – That's
0: what I'm saying. What? So do you want to do like 40 oh, minutes? Someone else do it. I'm on,
1: I'm on the phone. <laughs> Sorry about that People are trying no, to ask okay.
0: me to do things Well why don't, why don't so. we do this Let's shoot for like 40 minutes So then I can, like I said I have a ton of stuff I want to ask you guys To really kind of do a nice story on the band And get your name out there So let's shoot for 40 minutes And we'll see how that goes If you have a few extra minutes then we'll keep going And if not, we'll uh, well then uh, let you guys head out Okay?
1: Alright, sounds good to me Alright,
0: sounds good so tell me a little bit about, first, I think it's really interesting, because I know we briefly spoke personally off the air a couple of weeks ago, but tell me a little bit about how you came up with the name Catharsis, and then we're going to get into kind of your musical journey and how the band formed and all that stuff. But I find the name, as I told you, really interesting. So how did you guys develop that name?
1: Yeah, um, Catharsis is uh, derived off the word catharsis, and um you know, we really liked the meaning behind the band name. You know, it's the purging of emotion through an act or through music. And, uh, you know, there were a couple other bands out there, and this was the MySpace era, and, you know, you could just search a band name, and, you know, they would, you, you could see how many would pop up. And uh, there was, like, so many bands called catharsis and we're like, well, what about catharsis? And we just kind of rearranged some letters here and there, and uh, kind of wanted to put our own little twist on it and make it our own, so... You know, it was. Cool. It was. I. Uh, I wouldn't say it was very much a creative process. It was just. You know, we wanted the name, but we wanted to be a little more unique about it. So.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely well, think it's unique, and as you said, yeah. you really pull it from like a psychologically driven term, and it definitely has a lot of meaning. And I think it's very relevant for you guys, especially with the type of music you guys play, because it's 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 heavy, it's emotional, it's you know what I mean. So I think it. Right. I think it suits you guys well. Yeah.
1: Cool. Thank you. Glad you like it. So
0: yeah, very cool. Well of course as a psychologist, like I said, I wanted to say catharsis right away but then you know. But uh cool stuff. So tell me a little bit about did you grow up in Mississippi? Is that where you're originally from?
1: Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um,
0: so Well, well I mean, I was
1: born in Osh- I was born in Ocean Springs, um I lived in Little Rock, um, for you know, maybe two years when I was a little kid. And then uh, I moved right, I moved back to Gulfport, and uh, I've pretty much been here my whole life. So, you know, I, I'm kind of Mississippi born and raised, you know, with a two-year two, two year little excerpt out of that. But, you know, so Mississippi
0: what was a, boy. Right. Tell us a little bit about, like, what when you said, oh, my gosh, like you were kind of almost like, why did I grow up there? But tell us a little bit about what was it like growing up there for you as a kid? What were some of the things that you were interested in and that you did?
1: Um, I mean, the coast was pretty cool up until, um, you know, Hurricane Katrina hit, um, but I was right. still pretty young, and I, did, I, you know, there wasn't much that I was able to do as a kid around around that area, um, but, I mean, it, it, was, it was a decent area growing up, you know, um, I mean, I So you into sport? Just really I mean, is not a lot to do.
0: <laughs> right? Did you play a sport or anything? I mean, were you into things like that or video games or you know what were you uh, like? I mean, and uh, then you
1: can of course video games is is a, is a definite. You know, um, right. all of us are video game nerds, but um, you know, I was never really the sporty type. I mean, you know, I tried basketball team, I tried you know, all kinds of stuff. I I think the only sport I ever really got into for a little bit, um, and I had to stop because I hurt my back, was powerlifting. And even then, I didn't really compete with it. I was just in the class. And, you know, I I just, you know, once I started playing music, everything else was kind of boring to me and it didn't seem relevant.
0: And uh, I actually started playing at an early age, so
1: about seven years old.
0: (laughs) So what was the guitar, the first instrument you picked up?
1: Actually, no. It was also saxophone. I played that for three years up until I was ten, and then, uh, you know, I heard uh, Between Angels and Insects by Papa Roach, and I was like, "Yeah, I want a guitar. I don't want to play saxophone anymore."
0: <laughs> nice. And with the guitar, did you kind of self train yourself, or Were you someone who took lessons? Where did
1: you? It was a bit of both. Of- um, yeah. It was a bit of both. Oh. I, I'm I'm partially self taught, and then uh, partially uh, uh, instructed. Um, I I took from Dave Knorr uh, at Pinkston's Music in Gulfport uh, for about three or four years. But uh, my first teacher, I was with him for maybe probably a year or so, James Gillies. And then uh, I did my own thing for a little bit. And then uh, as I got older, I got with Dave. And uh, I was with him for about three years. And then the rest, I've just been kind of teaching myself. But every now and then, I'll go back to Dave if I have a question about how to play something or how to execute something right.
0: Nice. I mean, amazing. You're just, I mean, the whole band is just phenomenal. You guys instrumentally are just very well, you know, polished and uh, professional with all the instruments you play. Would you say that you were inspired by someone in your family growing up? What specifically kind of gave you that music bug when you started to, like you said, you played at an early age. What kind of drove you in that direction?
1: Uh, honestly, I, I really don't know. Uh, I, I honestly used to hate music class as a kid. Um, I, I absolutely hated music class. And then, um, you know, I I, I guess I kind of got pushed into bands a little bit. And, um, you know, it, it was never really anyone or anything that was like, oh, I need to play this. It was more of, hey, you're going to do this and see if you like it. And, you know, I kind of took to it, so... It was uh, just one of those things that just kinda happened for me. But okay. I I always knew that I wanted to play guitar though, you know, that was that was one of those things but that that just it, it just kinda developed later.
0: Right, right. Now I guess taking music in the direction of, you know, wanting to make a, a career out of it, which is what you guys are doing right now, is that something you know, as a little kid, you were thinking about when you started to get interested in it, as you said, because it wasn't something you really thought you were going to do. When did oh, that yeah, to mean be that? Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, when you uh, ever since I was ten, I, I, you know, I got my first guitar. I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I mean, you know, when you're a little kid and you get an instrument like that, you dream of being the world's biggest rock star and all kinds of stuff. And uh, so, I, as soon as I basically had a guitar in my hands, I was like, "Yeah, this is what I want to do. This feels right." And, and you know, it just kind of went from there.
0: Did you have any backup plans? Were you kind of like, okay, maybe if this doesn't work out, did you, you know, were you working? Yeah. Or you to pursue?
1: I, I mean, I never had an idea, like, that, that. when it comes to stuff like career-wise, aside from music, mm-hmm. I've never been able to figure anything out that I wanted to do because I, I just couldn't put my finger on it. So I kind of don't have a backup plan, but... Okay. I mean, I have several, I have different trades that I know, so that wouldn't be an issue, but I could find something nice. if this doesn't work out, but this is, is <laughs> going to work you, out.
0: Um, <laughs> what types of trades do you have Just you know, give people um, something interesting about
1: you? Uh, well, I, I usually do paying paint, jobs on the side whenever I'm at home. Uh okay. You know, I'm, I'm still in lawn care um, and, uh, you know, some areas of construction, so, You know, pretty hands-on type stuff. It's kind of how everyone in the band is. You know, if we weren't doing this, we'd be swinging a hammer somewhere
0: uh, outside
1: or or doing something else.
0: (laughs) Cool. Very cool. So let's talk now about catharsis and when you guys started to form. Because it was interesting. I was doing some research. I was reading about you guys. And, you know, I know it says in the bio, it says the inception was 2010. But I found some information that said it was 2005. Now, did you start the band in 2005? Because I know... It wasn't really 2005.
1: Um, okay. Catherine just started about 2007. Um, okay. You know, and it was just never really serious. We like to say it got serious once I met Zach in 2010, you know, because that's when we started writing uh, the first record that we released, and uh, we, we released that in 2011. So about 2000, 2007, 2000, around that time, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of okay. a blur, but...
0: No, that's that's fine. And before it formed, were you the only, like, founding member? Did you have a variety of different lineups? Because I had read something that, and again, I don't know if all this stuff I read is, you know, people put stuff out there, you don't know if it's 100% accurate. But I thought that was interesting to read that, if that is true, that you were, you know, after going through lineup changes, the the last one that was left. So tell us a little bit about maybe some of the, challenges you had and the struggles to find the right, you know, mix of people for the band?
1: I mean, you know, you'd have people that wanted to join for a weekend hobby or, right. you know, they just wanted to get out of their house and play some guitar or they wanted to get away from their wives or do whatever. I mean, I've had people all the way from my age group all the way up to close to their 40s, you know, uh, well, not mm-hmm. really, like 32, 33 Plan And then, you know, it would, it would just get to a point of where it's like, you know, um, hey, I can't do this anymore, or, you know, there's a few times we had to boot a few people out because of some stupid decisions they were making, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, if you're doing something that threatens the career of four other people, and you don't care to change it, and it's not going to get any better, like, you don't need to be in this band.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those things. It's aside from you know, obviously loving what I do and and a hobby ca- turning into you know a career. I mean, I, I do view this as my career, and you know, I I know the guys feel the same. And thankfully now, everyone that that's in the band is on the same page. But you know, there's there's a few times where you got to make some tough calls. But it's like, well, do I continue to put up with this or right. do exactly. I fix it now? and not have to worry about it later, and then, you know, um, we can actually be successful later on down the line. And, I mean, it it sucks, because no one likes making those calls. But, you know, sometimes it just happens.
0: Yeah, no, I I think... I know exactly what you're saying when i was doing the live band stuff that was one of my biggest challenges right was i was always kind of like you are this go-getter and very motivated and perseverant and yeah you got people that walk in just want to be a studio band they don't want to get out they don't want to do anything and it's it's tough and then they you know and then they're bringing personality traits to the mix like you're talking about where i'm sure there's other issues that come to the table that you know disrupt things and so yeah yeah definitely But it sounds like you found the right guys. Um, Why don't you introduce each of the guys, just at least, you know, tell what they play, their names, and then we're going to talk about uh, playing one of the
1: songs. Uh, Zach Sawyer, he's our vocalist. Uh, He's from Mobile, Alabama. Um, Actually, uh, it's kind of funny, uh, and I'll get to the other guys, but Zach, Matt, and Daniel were actually all in a band together, and we were playing shows together before uh, they actually joined our band. Um, but, uh, you know, and then Zach actually used to play guitar in that band, too. But, um, you know, so, so he's he's our vocalist. He's from Mobile. Um, you know, he's he's an absolutely talented singer. Uh, when we met him in 2010, you know, um, I don't even think he got a second tryout. We were like, hey, man, just come on. <laughs> nice. Then, um, let's see, Daniel. Um, Daniel's also from Mobile. He's uh, Daniel Ferguson. He's our other guitar player. Um, he joined the band around 2010, um, but he ended up having to leave for, uh, other obligations with the Army, and, uh, he joined back in 2013 early, um, he basically got off of a C-130, um, or not a C-130, I don't, I don't know the planes they used to, to carry soldiers back over, <laughs> but he basically got okay. off of an airplane back from Iraq and, uh got in the van with us and, uh, played his first show down in Destin, Florida at Blaze Fest with, uh, seven nuts wow. and yeah oh, Yeah. So it was one of those, like, just, it, it was a long period of, of time, you know, between him joining and coming back. But, you know, we, uh, he was our first goal to get back in. So it was, it was an easy decision to get him back. And, uh, Matt Marciana, he's also from, uh, Mobile. He's our drummer. Um, he was another point in case of, uh, you know, an instant, asking to join the band, um, you know, he's, he's such a quiet dude, but once he gets behind the drum kit, it's like, (laughs) who, who's, who is that, you know, his whole demeanor and personality changes, and then, uh, Mikael, uh, St. Grant, he's our bass player, he's from Biloxi, Mississippi, 10 minutes down the road from me, and, uh, we had known each other for a long time, you know, he was in a local band, and, uh, we would always play shows together, and, um, and his band had, you know, broken up, and uh, he called me, and I was like, well, I just happen to be a bass player. So, you know, he came on in uh, about, I us say late 2012 or mid-2012, something like that. And, um, hmm. you know, it, the rest is kind of history from there.
0: No, I mean, again, amazing lineup you guys have, seriously. And the music is just, love it. The album's just great. I was just actually working out to it when I got home from our Second snowstorm, but luckily today I have a good connection, so I was freaking out yesterday. I'm like, no, not again. <laughs> so, um, But some yeah. of the, seriously, some of the music off of it, I mean, I love everything has changed. Someone Else is amazing. Hope in Darkness is phenomenal. So, yeah, really great stuff. So let's uh, tell us a little bit about Bad Memory, because I know that was one of the initial singles you guys had released off it. I want to feature that one tonight. Um, so, yeah, tell right. us a little bit about that track, and then we'll play it.
1: Okay, uh, that that song. Um, writing it guitar wise, I, I wanted to do something just really simple because if you listen to all of our other stuff, we either have harmonies, leads, leads with harmonies, all kinds of stuff going on, and I just I just wanted a simple, straightforward to the to the point, punchy song. And um, you know, I was listening to a lot of Red. They're they're one of my favorite bands. Oh, I
0: love that, and, um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, they were kind of the inspiration behind that song, and then uh, Zach had just gotten out of uh, a questionable relationship with uh, a girl who wasn't that awesome, and uh, that's who that song's about. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, you know, just go to the show, don't fuck over a musician. (laughs) Right, right. So, you know, because, I mean... He gets, he gets he cuts pretty deep with, with with some of his lyrics, and you know he doesn't even have to cuss at you. That's when you know you've you really pissed somebody off and they don't even have to to cuss in their lyrics, but they're still cutting you down with everything.
0: Definitely. So,
1: right. You know, but that's that's kind of the story behind that guy.
0: All right, all right. Yeah, it's a great track. So let's. I'm going to put you on hold. We'll check that out, and then we'll uh, come back and continue with the interview. Okay. All right. All right, hold on. All right, everyone, again, you're listening to Taylor Roberts from Catharsis, and we're going to check out their hit single, Bad Memory. It's off their album, As Hope Expires, so definitely check out that album. Go to Amazon Music, go to iTunes, download a copy of it, and also go to the website at catharsis.com and check them out on the American Head Charge Tour with Righteous Vendetta, and we'll talk about that more when we get back. All right, here we go. Bad memory. Check it out.
1: That's another bad memory. I hope you never come back.
0: All right, everyone, welcome back to The Carrie Edelman Show, Bad Memory by Catharsis, And again, check it out. It is off their album, As Hope Expires, which is out right now. So again, download a copy of it. Amazing album that these guys have out. So please definitely support this band. All right, let's bring Taylor back on. All right, Taylor, you're back. Awesome, awesome song.
1: Hey, I don't mean to to correct you. We're called Catharsis. (laughs)
0: Oh, catharsis, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll try to think of, like, a catheter. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. I apologize. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: So, anyway, everyone check out Catharsis and their amazing album. So, great track. And it's interesting because now when I listen to lyrics, it just has more relevance, knowing a little bit about what it's about. Right. Yeah, very cool. So, tell me, how does Taylor, night after night, when you guys are on tour scream like that does he have any difficulties ever or is that just something again he can naturally do Um, he and I both
1: do screams live um okay but it's it's all about just kind of watching what you do I mean there's there's obviously a technique behind it um but you know there will be times where Zach won't talk for the entire day and I'm kind of the same way um, we kind to preserve our, our voices, you know, because, I mean, it is kind of hard being on the road day in and day out and, and doing what we do locally, him him more so than me. I just help with some, mm-hmm. you know, with backup vocals or if, if there's a line where it runs into another line, you know, I'll take that over. So I'll, I'm kind of in the clear, but I still like to, you know, do the same things that he does. So I want to, you know, we want to have a good show every night, so... But it's just a lot of uh hot tea, local rest, and uh mm-hmm. and water and can't drink a lot. Can't really do dairy. Um sometimes and uh you know, no smoking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Well, hopefully none of you guys are big drinkers or big smokers.
1: <laughs> nah, nah, we're pretty yeah. we're, uh, we're pretty moderate.
0: Nice. Nice. So, What are some of the influences that you guys have That uh, inspire this music that you write Because as I said it's very Original, it's unique I don't really hear it as sounding exactly like some other bands Definitely not a cookie cutter band
1: uh, We've got Influences everything from Papa Roach To Seven Dust to All That Remains To Envy on the Coast Protest the Hero um, uh, Red you know, right. uh, just just a bunch of different bands. Like it's it's hard to nail down all of our influences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like like for example, our bass player listens to the Misfits and and you know punk bands like that. And you know everyone else. You know Matt listens to you know deathcore bands and all kinds of different stuff. It's just it's a wide variety and it all kind of gets jumbled into to one little melting pot.
0: All right, cool. No, definitely definitely cool influences and uh cool music. So tell us a little bit about your new album which you have is Hope Expires, which is out now. And uh how'd you come up with the title for that? What was the uh what was the symbolism or meaning behind that?
1: Well, um, it's actually uh lyrics from uh, our song, um I, I'm blanking out right now. <laughs> Sorry, Open this, darkness? This a lot. Yeah, there you go. See, I, okay. I don't even know yeah. my music. Uh music. It, it's a line from that. It just kind of reflects the whole theme of, of the album, you know. Um, mm-hmm. it, there's, you feel pretty hopeless throughout uh, a lot of the record, but, you know, throughout the end of it, you start to pick yourself back up. You know, it just goes through all the highs and lows of uh, of you know any situation. You know you can relate the lyrics of our songs to almost any situation, and you know apply it to everyday life. And uh, you know it's it's one of those things that it just sometimes you do feel uh, like there's no hope, and it's just just the current running theme.
0: Okay, but hopefully now, no pun intended, you do have hope because you guys are just you know doing some great stuff with the American Head Charge tour and everything else that's going on for you guys. So it looks like there's a lot of, you know, great things in the works.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, uh, the, our single that's on the radio right now uh, is actually from our first record, and I didn't think that a song from three years ago would be getting attention again. So um, it's kind of interesting that, that, that that's happening. But I was always kind of hopeful that that one would get on airwaves. So we're really enjoying uh, that? pushing that song. Uh, if anything at all.
0: Okay. All right, cool.
1: And, and that's, that's track... track and
0: the, the, yeah, yeah the
1: entire Yeah, is actually clear. Okay. Yeah. I think that's cool. track seven on the first record.
0: Very cool. So is another one in rotation with that, or is that the main one that's in rotation right now?
1: Uh, that's, that's the only one that's in rotation.
0: Okay. All right, cool. Which one are you pushing off of? I know... Bad Memory was great. Disconnected. You guys have a video for and I definitely want to feature that one tonight. Which one are you currently promoting off of? Because I picked those two, because those were the ones I saw the most that you guys had a lot of stuff out about.
1: Right. Uh, well, I mean, uh, the song that we're pushing right now the most is, is probably, if anything at all, we have a new promo video that's going to be coming out for that song. Uh, okay. just, it's kind of like an interview slash, you know, EPK video with the song in the background, but uh, we're definitely pushing cool. that one right now, since it is impacting radio across the country at the moment.
0: Congratulations! Awesome! Very Thank cool. You. So, tell us about the recording process. With um, either, if you want to talk about both of the albums, that's fine, since you're promoting that single off of the uh, the first album. I know that this album you did with um, Matt Laplante from Nonpoint and Kindred. So, just tell us a little bit about that experience. How you guys got hooked up with him?
1: Um, it, I, I kind of just randomly stumbled upon him through Beeler brothers and, um, it was a very meticulous process because, uh, Matt strives for perfection in your takes and you think you get it right. And he says, no, let's do it one more time. And that turns into about 20 more times, but he's, he's so meticulous that he can take a millisecond of a note and, and punch it in to make it, you know, flow correctly and uh, he really pushed us all to do a lot of things that we didn't think we could do um, I've I played harder than I ever have and my, my goal with every record is to improve on my playing so it's like well great how do I top what I just did and uh, <laughs> you know Matt really helped push me towards that and um, you know it, it, was, uh, it was a really short process though too even though we would have a 10 to 12 hour days in studio but we were and then Zach had two extra days of vocals that he had to fly out to Wisconsin to do. So, uh, it was a pretty quick process and that's, that's kind of how it went with the first record too. Uh, we only had a week of time carved out cause you know, we were still working day jobs and a week was mm-hmm. all we could afford to get off from all, from everyone's jobs at the same point in time to travel somewhere. So, you know, it, I've always felt that we kind of rushed everything a little bit. um, but, you know, I'm happy with the with the end result, but I think the next record that we do, we, we really want to take, you know, three weeks to record, you know, instead of just right. trying to jumble everything into six days because there's, you know, listening to it now, I'm like, oh, I could have done this, or, oh, I could have done that, or, you know. That's usually how it is, though. You're never satisfied yeah. with everything. And, and you and know, you can always think of a better idea. Thing.
0: Definitely, and believe me, you're your own worst critic, because think of just lay people like me and other people out there listening to it that just, you know, are blown away by it. So you're always going to be digging and finding and, critic, you know, criticizing yourself, so kind of, you know, try to let a little of that go, because it's, it's great. You guys did a phenomenal job with it. You really did.
1: Thank you. appreciate that. Yeah,
0: so definitely be proud of yourselves. I mean, there's always going to be, like you said, a moment where, oh, we could have done this, or what about that idea? We didn't incorporate that. So, yeah but it's great. Well,
1: really good. I hate to cut it short. I'm probably about to have to run American Head Charge. Uh, they're about through with their sound check, and that means we're about okay. to, have to start staging equipment and uh, putting everything together for tonight's show.
0: Okay. Well, let's put it this way. You guys are always welcome to come back on, and thank you for coming on. I'll close the show after we get off with Disconnected, so I'll fit another song in there for you guys, even though we can't really talk much about it. But, um, yeah, please plug the band you're on tour with and where people can find you and definitely keep in touch, Taylor.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having us. I hope to come back sometime. And uh, if not me, I'm sure one of the other guys would love to call in and uh, chat with you and, uh, you know, give you an update of where we're at or what we're doing and all that good stuff.
0: Okay. All right, so great. Thank you so much. Much success to you guys and the new new and the single that's out right now. All right?
1: All right. Thank you, Carrie.
0: All right. Have a great night, Taylor.
1: You too. Bye-bye.
0: Take care. Bye. All right, everyone. All right. So Taylor, unfortunately, they're on tour right now. So, of course, we're flexible with these guys and uh, need to get on the route, and they need to get their show together for tonight. So I want to close the show with their hit single, Disconnected, which is another track that's out right now. Go to YouTube. You can check out the video for it. It's a really cool video. Um, again, if you want to check these guys out, uh, they are called catharsis, and um, I guess I had, for whatever reason, mispronounced it earlier. Oh, catharsis, catharsis, try, sorry, trying to think about catheter. <laughs> so check these guys out. Go to catharsis.com. Check out As Hope Expires, and I'm sure you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and all those great places. want to do a couple of quick plugs so if people are a fan of comedy, be sure to check out Davin's Den. It is a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh, then that is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time to watch live episodes, hear or watch old episodes, or find out more about the show. Go to Davin's Den page at DavinComedy.com, and that is D-A-V-I-N-Comedy.com. And also be sure to check out talentspotlightmagazine.net. It is an online magazine that does interviews, very comprehensive and thorough ones, with uh, musicians, artists, filmmakers, all different types of people in entertainment. So uh, check them out. All right. Follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman, and I will follow you. You can also friend me on Facebook. Love to keep pe- keep in touch with people on Facebook, too. And um Follow me also on the Carrie Elliman Show on Facebook to cheer for upcoming shows and events. We do have next Monday, um, we have Three Years Hollow, another amazing band out there right now. They're going to be coming on at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on February 10th. So here we go. We're going to close with uh, Disconnected. And again, be sure to check out Catharsis and uh, their band. And have a great night.